Hello, and welcome to the Guilt Grace Gratitude Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell, and we are on Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 40. We are covering question and answers 105 to 107. And again, this is a Heidelberg Catechism penned by Zacharias Ursinus, and this is going to be on the Sixth Commandment and Love of Our Neighbor. And make sure, if you guys have not yet listened to Monday's episode on Adam and the Beginning of the Covenant of Grace, episode four of our season three, Promises and Fulfillment, an introduction to covenant theology, where we're going through RTS's Covenant Theology book. Make sure you guys listen to that episode. And then Thursday's book club episode with Dr. Benjamin Forrest of Liberty University on his book, Biblical Theology for the Church series, covering biblical leadership and biblical worship, published by Craigle Academic. So let's get on to it. We're going to go through all three questions and then the explanation. So question 105, what is God's will for you in the Sixth Commandments? Answer, I am not to belittle, hate, insult, or kill my neighbor. Not by my thoughts, my words, my look or gesture, and certainly not by actual deeds. And I am not to be party to this in others. Rather, I am to put away all desire for revenge. I am not to harm or recklessly endanger myself either. Prevention of murder is also why government is armed with the sword. You'll hear a little bit of Christ. On the Sermon on the Mount in this answer as well. Question 106. Does this commandment refer only to murder? Answer. By forbidding murder, God teaches us that he hates the roots of murder. Envy, hatred, anger, vengefulness. In God's sight, all such are disguised forms of murder. And the last one, question 107. Is it enough, then, that we do not murder our neighbor by any such way? And you'll hear the same tinge of Christ's answer in this answer as well. And Ursina says, no. By condemning envy, hatred, and anger, God wants us to love our neighbors as ourselves, to be patient, peace-loving, gentle, merciful, and friendly toward them, to protect them from harm, as much as we can, and to do good even to our enemies. So the end or design of this commandment is the preservation of the life and health of the body, and so of the safety both of ourselves and of others. We must here show that this commandment enjoins and forbids not only what is external, but as Christ said, but also what is internal that it prohibits any injury done to ourselves or others, and that it requires us to defend ourselves and others, that this commandment prohibits and requires what is internal is proven by this rule, that when an effect is commanded or forbidden, the cause is also understood as being commanded or forbidden from the design of this covenant or commandments from the interpretation of Christ. When he said, 
Whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Remember, he is making a comment on his Sermon of the Mount. This is right after his Sermon on the Mount. And this commandment prohibits every injury or neglect, not only to the lives of others, but also to our own life. And the reason for these are the image of God, which we, we may not destroy either in ourselves or in others. The likeness of nature and our common origin from our first parents. The greatness of the price by which Christ has redeemed us and others. The union which there is between those who are members of Christ. This commandment requires us to protect and defend our neighbor. The sum and substance of this commandment is that we neither hurt by any external acts, our own life, or the act of another, but that we, on the other hand, as much as in us lies, preserve and protect our own, as well as lives of others, and so prove ourselves a blessing to all. And there are two ways in which we may contribute to the preservation of life, either by not injuring or, listen to this, by rendering assistance to men. So the virtues which we do not which do not injure the safety of men are particular justice. Injuring no one is that which does not injure the life or body of anyone, neither from design nor from negligence, by whom we have not been injured unless God require it at our hands. Gentleness or placability or readiness to forgive, which is a virtue Governing and controlling anger is not provoked without any cause, nor by one that is trifling in its character. Equity is a virtue closely allied to gentleness. And then peaceableness is a virtue avoiding all offenses and occasions of anger and discord, and which at the same time endeavors to remove and bring to an end such strifes and misunderstandings as arise from time to time. And the virtues which contribute to the safety of men are commutative or communitative justice and punishing is a virtue which preserves an equality between offenses and punishments, inflicting either equal punishments or less in view of just and satisfactory causes, having a proper regard to the circumstances which should ever be taken into consideration in civil courts for the sake of maintaining the glory of God and the preservation of human society. Fortitude is a virtue which braves such dangers as sound reasons requires us to meet and encounter for the glory of God, the salvation of the church and commonwealth, and for the preservation and defense either of ourselves or others against grievous wrongs and oppressions. Indignation is a virtue which is justly provoked and indignant on accounts of reproach cast upon the name of God and accounts of some grievous wrong by which either God or our neighbor is injured. Humanity is the benevolence in the mind, will, and heart towards others, and a declaration of it in such words, actions, and duties as are possible and proper. Mercy is a grief felt in view of the calamities and misfortunes of the innocent, or such as fall through weakness and infirmity with the desire and attempt to mitigate these calamities. 
And then lastly, friendship, a species of humanity, is a true and mutual good will between good men, formed by a knowledge with each party has of each other's virtues, or by the performance of such duties towards each other as are becoming possible. And so you, you, you hear in Ursinus's commentary in his exposition of Lord's Day number 40, that the love of neighbor is for preservation of society. And the pre- preservation of society is towards the end that God's elect may come home. Because society has to be preserved in order that the church may be called home in the fullness of those who belong to the church. So thanks for listening this week to Lord's Day number 40 of the Heidelberg Catechism, Catechism Saturday. We covered question answers 105 to 107, the six commandments, love of our neighbor. And make sure you guys pay attention, listen to Monday's, upcoming Monday's episode number five, the Noahic Covenant of the Covenant of Grace, which has a great link to this episode of the preservation of society in the Noahic Covenants. It's in our season three, Promises of Fulfillments and Introduction to Covenant Theology. We have a special guest with us, Dr. Miles V. Van Peltz of Reformed Theological Seminary in Jackson, Mississippi. You will not want to miss this episode. I cannot stress that enough to you. It is likely our favorite episode we have ever recorded. It blew our minds and pointed us to Christ. And our next book club is with Dr. Janine Brown of Bethel Seminary on her new book, Scripture as Communication, published by Baker Academic. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next week. Bye. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode of our podcast, Guilt, Grace, Gratitude. And we, as we've said before, we are bridging the gap to Reformed Christian theology for your listening pleasure. So we would like to make sure this is enjoyed by others around the world. And how to best do that is rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, and you after you rate a review or instead of rate and review or doing everything all in once, retweeting us on Twitter, liking us on Twitter, liking us on Instagram, following us on both of those platforms, because that actually puts in front of people's physical face, this podcast, these guests, and most importantly, the gospel, the doctrines uh, that these guests are bringing in front of you guys. So please do that. It helps get in front of more people. Amen. And hopefully you guys are part of a local church and you're tithing and, uh, after that, after tithing, if you have any means left over, please consider donating to us to make sure our bridge is well paved and maintained and strong and sturdy. As again, we bridge the gap to reform Christian <laughs> theology. Exactly. The yeah. And you guys can find that link on Anchor, our official Anchor website. If you just go on um, our social media links, it'll, it'll link you to that website. It's also at the bottom of these this podcast show notes. If you're on this podcast, a specific episode, scroll all the way to the bottom of that show notes and you guys will find a link for this for three different options of donating. So we hope you guys can help us bridge the gap, pay for shipping, get nicer stuff, 
all for the focus of spreading the gospel further. Yep. All for the kingdom of God. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you guys next time.